Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Tristan Barracks here, the digital storyteller, and I'm super excited that you've joined me for another episode of Story Over Everything, my new podcast that's focused on your story, on my story, on telling our collective stories and the life lessons that have shaped us into the people that we are today. So join the conversation as we talk to the 17-year-old version of ourselves. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Tristan Barracks here, the digital storyteller, and I'm super excited to be with you once again for another episode of Story Over Everything, a podcast that allows you to talk to the 17-year-old version of yourself. And I'm so excited. I'm enamored. I'm giddy. I'm like a little schoolgirl today because I have one of my cool, uh, super, like just dope um, really, really fun friends. <laughs> she goes by like Leslie, but her name is Leslie Perry. What's I'm, up, girl? Nothing much. Paris. So, yeah, Paris with two R's. Jeez, jeez. Yes, oh, with two R's. That's like right. That's like my Starbucks thing. I go to Starbucks and I'm like, they're like, "What's your name?" And I'm like, Paris with two R's. And they're like. Okay. Like, okay, cool. Do you boo? Yeah. Wow. So, so um, first and foremost, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. I'm so excited. Um, this is I'm excited too. This is, I mean, this has been a fun journey this first season. Man, learned a lot about a lot of people I thought I knew. And um, and the thing that's so exciting is just the fact that people are are feeling empowered to share their stories and share mm-hmm. different parts of the stories that I've never heard before. Yeah. So I'm excited to sit down with you and talk to you about just everything that it is uh, that makes you up and makes up who you are, the person that you are uh, now. So, but before that, just thank you. Thank you for being part of this. Thank you for believing in the vision. Thank you for being one of the kind of the inspirations of it. Remember we were sitting in your house and we're talking about it. Podcast. (laughs) I know we were talking about podcasts and and it just, it was one of those things that stuck out to me. I was like, you know what, this year I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, make the investment in, into producing something. So, and here we are now. And here we are now. What is this? This is, it only took five months. That's actually not bad. <laughs> That's not too bad, right? That's, That's not like, bad at all. I, I I mean, I'm always very hard on myself. I'm like, yeah. I think about it yesterday and I want it done today. Yeah, and same I want way. It to be, I want to be acknowledged like an hour from. Yeah. And know, like, it needs to be immaculate. Exactly. Immaculate like, and perfect. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> no, the same way. Absolutely. So, um, I mean, wow. There's so many places to start with, but, um, I really want you, first of all, to kind of share with the audience who you are, where you're from, um, and what you're doing in terms of like, how do you define yourself, right? Because everybody has everybody has titles now, everybody has labels, everybody has, you know, I'm the thoughtful one, I'm the philanthropist, I'm the da-da-da-da-da, what are you? Um, okay, so I grew up in Sudbury. <laughs> Sudbury? Let's give it up for Sudbury. Jeez, jeez. Yeah, I grew up in Sudbury. Um, and then moved to Ajax. So I went from oh, okay. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so. I mean, before, before Ajax was a hood. Because now Ajax yeah, is yeah. a hood. It was like. Ajax is an extension of Scarborough, pretty much. Exactly. This was like Ajax in 99 <laughs> okay. by the lake. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. That's, that, that's the very black different. people there yet. No. Oh. I think I was like one of five in my school. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. And Sudbury was the same thing. Like, wow. yeah. So it was, um, it was an interesting childhood. Interesting childhood. Yeah. Like, so let's talk a little bit about that childhood. Like, like, well, even before the childhood, I really want to kind of like 
how would you define yourself, right? Um, so I've spent a lot of time trying to figure that out because I do a lot of things. Yes, you do. Everybody's like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, uh, where do I start? <laughs> um, so I do a lot of different things. And I think the best way to encapsulate all of that is just to say, like, I'm a digital media content creator. Mm. But I personally prefer to, like, refer to myself as a visionary when it comes okay. to my projects that I'm working on. Dope, dope. So, and, and for those of you that are not uh, familiar with Leslie's work, I mean, I fell in love with her Instagram before I even know who she was, like I, before I even met her, because it was just so clean and it was like it was tasteful and like she she's very intentional about what she puts out yeah. in terms of imagery of herself, her personal brand, and and others. So it was definitely like, yeah, you're definitely on point with that. Thank sort of you. Stuff. I appreciate that. I just kind of vomit on my Instagram right now because my <laughs> content is king right now. People, listen, uh, the, the trashier oh my, my Instagram posts are, the more likes and the more shares I get. But like, <laughs> that's exactly what we were just talking about before this is that like, yeah. people like Tra- the just, trashier just trash. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 so. See, for me, like, I won't do like booty shaking videos, but like, if I Neither just do like, I. you know, a shaky camera, oh, hi, this is my house. <laughs> That gets a th- uh, hundred thousand views because then, it's really authentic yeah, to like yeah. you, <laughs> that's right? True, that's true. So <laughs> tell us, yeah, tell us a little bit about sort of your journey. Like, how was it? So you you were born in Sudbury. I was born in Brampton. Brampton. Wow. So, so we're gonna do this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. No. I claim. I do not claim Brampton. <laughs> She's a Brampton. I knew it. <laughs> Don't claim Brampton at all. <laughs> um, so I'll do this really quick. Yeah, yeah. I was born in Brampton, grew up in Sudbury, moved to Ajax 99. Then after my parents got divorced, bounced around the GTA, lived yeah. in Malton for. Oh, yes, it makes sense. Yeah. Malton. Yeah, that, that I'll claim. I'll claim Malton. <laughs> so was in Malton for a little bit, then was like. Black Creek and Church Church way, whatever. Oh my yeah. gosh, I was J- uh, Jane Wilson. Yeah, for so. like years. What is yeah. going on? And then um, O'Connor and VP. Okay. And uh, Jane and Weston for Jane a and little Weston. bit. Wow. And then I was at Donald's and Finch, and then I went back home. So you're this is what you call a real six chick. She's like I've been all she's, over. She's the six. She, she represents the six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know you moved around that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, After divorce, like that's typically what happens, that's right? True. So that's true. but was yeah. it was it like did you like going back and forth with your mom and your dad? Or was it like no. it was just your mom and you guys? Just moved my around? mom and okay, me. Okay, moving okay. around like between families um or just apartments. Yeah. Um but definitely we, the Jane and Wilson area and uh, way it was all apartments. Yeah, the Jane and Karen, Wilson was like yeah. uh West ex. Indian and uh, what it was not Gina Finch Mall, it was uh Sheridan Mall and a whole bunch of buildings and West Indians. That's that's what that's what Jane south of yeah. well, n- north of Bloor, pretty much. Well, yeah. not even north of Bloor, it's more Jane and Chithaway, and going north yeah. from there is all like just black people, Spanish people. Yeah. So there was Italians, but. that was for a little bit, for yeah, a very, very little bit. It was an ex, an ex actually. I lived with an ex. Um, at Jane and Weston. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, yeah. But I was bouncing between my condo at Donald's and Finch between the two. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so okay, it was okay. like a, a weird stage. <laughs> and then I went back home to Ajax. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Back so to Ajax. Okay. That was 
Yeah, I am the city. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm definitely. The GTA. Listen, from the time you said Malton, I said, listen, listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Inaugural queen of, of, of the GTA because I, I don't know much more people that have moved around that much, yeah. that extensively within this area. And, you know, usually you're either, you have to live, grow up, and move around in the West or the East or like you're a downtown like yeah you know you that's know the one mean? place i can say i've never lived yeah, is downtown yeah. but hopefully <laughs> soon <laughs> let's see maybe we'll see i love my suburbs though like i'm a suburbs girl hands down i like yeah. being able to drive two minutes yes north of my house and yep. see farm yes and go to like a con- conservation and well, well you've been hike. you've been to where i live like you know like yeah. pretty much it's like there's a big complex of a whole bunch of houses and, and then, then farm. Like, yeah, farm and just like <laughs> just like cemetery and yeah, and yeah. No, there's yeah. legit a cemetery two <laughs> seconds away from my house. And I'm like, ooh, it's got a really cute fountain. <laughs> and there's swans there. Actually, the first time I started shooting, yeah, was in that cemetery. Really? <laughs> yeah. Why? What, yeah. what, made, what, um, what my, was the the sort of thing that made that motivated you to do that so the cemetery is attached to a park okay. uh so it we started okay. in the park and then we kind of like walked up this hill and <laughs> and the cemetery gates were like the fence the back fence of yeah. the cemetery was open and so we we're like oh whatever might as well just keep walking around <laughs> so we walked around and then there was this beautiful pond and there was swans in the pond oh, wow. and so i was really? like wow this is beautiful like let's just shoot a couple here and then like <laughs> i go because yeah. it's a cemetery at the end of the day so uh, that's hilarious yeah that's where so, i first started shooting so all that moving around growing up um mm-hmm. How how was it? Because I mean, again, when people look at you, and, and we live in a very multicultural, multi diverse yeah. um, city, right? I look at you. First thing I think about is black. she is she black? Is she? Uh, I, I hope this is not derogatory. Like back in the day, they used to call people like Cooley that looked like you. Like oh really? Yeah, everybody okay. like Guyanese or Trini or something. Like listen, there was Trini girls, Guyanese girls that looked exactly like you. Yeah, that like growing up in Malton, right? So I would have thought that, but. But but I mean, what is your background? What's your ethnicity like? Where, and how did how did that play into kind of you growing up? So I am. My mom is Guyanese. Okay. Funny okay. enough. Okay. Um, but she's black Guyanese. So yeah, not, I met your, your mom. Yeah, she's yeah. not like Indian Guyanese. Not I at all. Say. Yeah, like not at all. <laughs> um, like if you see my mom, you'd think that she was just a black woman from like I don't know Jamaica. Yeah, a lot exactly. of people think I she's th- Jamaican. I, I thought so. Yeah, when I met her. So. Um, just like straight Guyanese on that side. But mm-hmm. then my father is, um, uh, and it took me a while to find this out because I, I didn't grow up with my father. Okay. Um, okay. so he's Scottish, Ukrainian, Polish from Scottish, what I know. Ukrainian, Polish. Polish. So basically, so he's basically European. Eastern European. Yeah. He's, he's like, he's like the whitest Eastern European. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But if you look at him, you definitely think that there's something else in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. um, that, that. Like, did you, when you say, when you, if you looked at him, is it like through pictures or through like, um, actually either, either. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Meeting him or just seeing a picture of him. Okay. You would think that there's like, he, there's a little bit of something in there. Okay. Um, okay. That's not European. Okay. So, okay. um, that, but, uh, the dad that raised me, he is Italian British background. So I was raised okay. with like Italian British grandparents and oh, wow. then like my Guyanese side. Wow. So yeah, okay, like okay. I I made very pasta. Spicy. Very spicy though. 
Yeah. And it was very spicy. <laughs> yeah, can't do spicy food. <laughs> you can't, you can't uh, do spicy? No, I hate spices. <laughs> That's terrible. That's actually very I like terrible. spices. I don't like spicy. Yeah, so I'm the same way. I, and this is the thing about Jamaicans is that mm-hmm. people think that, oh, well, Jamaicans just like heat and jerk. and No, no, no. no. The whole point of, of jerk or spice or a seasoning flavor. is the layers of flavor. Yeah. Whereas you go to Trinidad, yes, they like seasoning their food, but they like hot stuff. They want they want their mangoes. They that literally are sweet, just want to like pepper. Yeah. Pour just pepper, pepper sauce on. <laughs> just pour the pepper on top. Like I don't right want to feel my tongue. <laughs> literally. <laughs> I don't want to feel my tongue when I'm done eating this. Like, oh yeah. That's different. Jamaicans don't do that. I just want to say that. Yeah. In Guyana, I um uh, I sold farm. Um, I sold pineapples on the side of a farm for two really? weeks. Yeah, my uncle, my great uncle, has a farm down there. Okay, and so I spent a, uh, some time, and literally, it was pineapple and pepper sauce. That's it. That was it. That's it. And no, I'm like, how are you guys ruining your pineapple <laughs> with pepper sauce? Like, it's, come on, it's sweet and but, spicy, man. I mean, hey, yeah. listen, but that's the thing. You, you, you'll say, you'll say, how are you ruining your pineapple with the pepper sauce? And but the, then, but then you go to Manchu Walk and buy sweet and sour pork or whatever. <laughs> oh my else. God, <laughs> right, so right. True. With the pineapples, jump right up in the yeah, spice. No, so not even asking the second question. So in Sudbury, because um, there's always this one moment that stands out to me. Yeah. Um, and it's it might not sound significant, but to me it was a lot. So my teacher, third grade teacher, I think no one first grade, yeah, or kindergarten, whatever, first grade or kindergarten teacher. Yeah. She, um, we were drawing ourselves, and I colored my eyes brown, and she looked at me and she's like, "Your eyes are not brown; they are black." Da, 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 da. And I don't know why that stuck with me and it wow. really bothered me. And I didn't realize that the color of my eyes were actually brown until maybe like 13. Wow. Wow. And like it's not as significant as like your skin color, mm. but your eye color for me was a lot. I'm like, I already know I'm different. Like I'm mm. the only black kid in this class, mm-hmm. the only kid with some sort of pigment. Like, mm-hmm that's not a problem but like my eye color like what like Mm -hmm. seriously you're gonna tell me my eyes are black and i like nobody has black eyes Mm -hmm. but um yeah that was one thing that stuck out to me um but when i left and how old were you when that happened i was like kindergarten grade one wow and it's and it's the psychology of it like stuck with you eh? yeah wow just being like i'm different Mm -hmm. because my eyes are black yeah so she says um but then moving to Ajax straight from Sudbury again I'm being like put into an environment where I again I'm very different from everyone else yeah. um it's weird like every like the big change for me happened when I went to Malton <laughs> yeah right I, yeah, of course because Malton is it's it I was mean, black and brown like what, black what, and Indian people what, when when did you go like what what era did Malton you was grade six seven eight or seven eight so and, and you're you're a few years younger than me so it would have been i want to say like two early 2000s yeah because because yeah because i was i was i graduated high school in 2001 yeah. and um but but i know what you're, you're talking about because by mm-hmm. that point in time Malton so Malton started out as sort of like this um middle class um italian neighborhood really middle class Italian like because we got there so we moved in 1994 okay to, to Malton so we moved from Jane and Wilson okay yeah 
and basically like we lived off of Jane Street. Like literally, we were right on, on the other side of the road of Jane Street, and we, you know, we went to Sheridan Mall, we went to Jane and Finch Mall, mm-hmm. we went to, you know, my brothers went to Western Collegiate, they went to Amesbury, all this sort of stuff, right? And we, parents take us up, they find money <laughs> to buy a house, and we go to Malton, and, and all old. of our our neighbors are Italians. Wow, like shorts, like super nice yeah. um, pastry eating yes, <laughs> yes. Italian family members, right? Like I call them family members because they're so cool, right? Yeah. And they were like, a lot of them were a little bit older retirees and they had kids that were, you know, old. Like yeah, they're empty, like, nesters. Yeah, empty nesters. Empty yeah. nesters. And um, it was it was great, but you could see that at that same time, you know, things were changing over to uh, a lot of them were looking at Woodbridge. Oh, okay. And I, it's kind of funny because my, my church moved to Woodbridge at the same time that we moved to Malton. So we saw the migration from like everybody, a lot of everybody the times leaving. leaving. Yeah. yeah. And then it became a lot what more West now. Indian, yeah. a, um, a lot more, um, yeah, a lot more West Indian and, and like, like Indian, Indian South, a- South Asian, I yeah. should say. And then there was still a little bit of whites, but there, there weren't as much. Yeah. So I could imagine. Like I had one white friend. Yeah. yeah. In Malton. I went from having all white friends to one. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So wow. it was like, it was a big culture shock for me. A big one because now like I'm this and like I don't like the whole act white thing, but I'm this little black girl that doesn't act like all the rest of the black kids that are here. So they don't accept me. And then like there's only one white girl and like we're friends for obvious reasons. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like the black Hi, Sherry. like legit, yeah. like the black kids don't accept me because I'm not black enough. And then I've just got her, Cassie. Wow. Yeah. And then all my other friends are like Indian because those are the only other people that would accept me for the Sudbury Ajax little black girl I am. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and you, you said that you, so all through middle school. So did Mm -hmm. you, what middle school did you go to? I went to Morningstar. Went to Morningstar. Okay. Okay. Grade seven, eight. Yeah. Grade six, I was still at Lakeside in Ajax. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and that, what did that do to you from a side, like from, from your, you know, emotional standpoint, like, did your parents say anything to you? Did you have anything that happened to you that was kind of like, why nothing, is this happening? Nothing super significant. Just it, I, I didn't realize all of it until later on. Mm. And isn't that how, how it usually happens yeah. in life is like, we don't know things affect us until like years later years later like yeah. like literally shapes the fabric yeah. of who we are mm-hmm. years later and we don't find out we don't really realize it until then mm-hmm. okay and, so, yeah so so let's let's keep on going with it. so yeah. like how was it growing up in in middle school and then going to high school so yeah now it's like I'm not cool enough for the black kids. I'm not cool enough for the white kids either now because I've had that that taste of Malton. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. So now yep. I'm like this weird brew of very different things. <laughs> of the GTA. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so all these like Ajax and Ajax at this point was, it's a good, it was a good balance. Mm-hmm. Like a very good balance. So yeah, it was weird. Because I'm like, I don't know who I can like really be friends with. So I jumped into the arts and then I made friends in my little art hub. And how so how did the the arts really speak to you? Like what was what was sort of that moment where you felt like 
the arts could be your thing. Um, they always were my thing. Okay. Yeah, I know yeah, that. yeah. So they always were. What were some of the um, things that you did? I used to draw anime. Oh, okay. You kind of, <laughs> to be honest with you, you kind of look like one of those anime, anime kind of girls. I used still. to watch a lie. lot of anime, like 19, Sailor 20 Moon? years. Tell yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Shout outs to Jodi Ann, who loves Sailor Moon. So, yeah. Sailor Moon, and um, did you do any Dragon Ball Z? Um, no, not really. Okay, okay, okay. But Sailor Moon and like Pokemon. Yes, Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Digimon, but not really because Pokemon's better. <laughs> Digimon was not too bad, and they had yeah. better toys. And like Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh is my favorite. <laughs> oh my gosh, I used to battle like no tomorrow. <laughs> and um, what were those? Those oh uh, the spinners, the, the tops spin- or something. Oh my or? gosh, I used to I used to bring like the battle. Like the battleground to So you you were a little bit you were like like a nerd. A little yeah, bit oh nerd. yeah, oh. hands down. Dude, um brace face, glasses, like oh, wow. not like I didn't look the way I do now then. Yeah. And I also what didn't have the confidence within me now. Like growing up, I did not think I was pretty. Oh wow. At all. So like how like like why didn't you think you were pretty? Just because of just the way you looked, or like did people not tell you that? Like did you Yeah, no. That nobody ever told you that, eh? No, I didn't think I was... None of your parents? Well, yeah, my mom probably did, but, like, who really cares about their parents' opinions of you, right? You're so smart, and you know you're dumb as a rock, right? Yeah, right? (laughs) Right? I was actually really smart, girl. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying. I know. It's like you're so smart, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, Johnny's picking his nose and right. You know what I mean? Right. Sitting back in class, like sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) But but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I want to know. So mm-hmm. you get to high school, you find out, okay, you know, I'm going to go into this sort of arts area. Yeah. High school is, is if you're already having, you know, not issues, but if you're already feeling like you're like an outsider, you don't fit mm-hmm. into any sort of square boxes because you're around peg, right? Well, in the arts, we all are like that. Mm. Explain that. Like, Explain that. at least, like... At pick at Pickering, at least I felt like the art community were we we found a community within ourselves because other people in the school like there were different groups yeah. and like it was very visible yeah um, and so at least for me my experience there I was like okay well I'm not cool enough for the black girls mm-hmm. like that are all pretty and stuff so I'm gonna make friends with that do things that I love to do. Yeah. So, and like, we all love doing things. Like we ended up like high school was amazing mm. because we built a community around singing. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, and you sang, you sing. I, I see this. Sang, I, didn't, I don't sing. I, I didn't know you could sing. Girl. I mean, <laughs> I don't I, sing. <laughs> sang is past hands. Way past hands. <laughs> but yeah, like we, we um, ended up forming a. Destiny Child Baby Edition. Basically, <laughs> literally, we, we formed a all-female acapella choir that. Oh, wow. Dominated. Um, and I can like proudly say that we dominated. Um, we went to nationals in Ottawa. Um, our last year and got gold we came back and recorded an album like wow mm-hmm. wow yeah so like that that group of girls um like that's my core mm. and right? the, the, that was kind and of i'm like, still friends with some of them today <laughs> i love you some of them some today. of them today yeah <laughs> because you can't bring everybody into your future girl mm-hmm. you better know that <laughs> um but but that actually takes us to sort of like Okay, so you get into high school, you, you, you 
have all the success and you kind of find you finally find sort of a group of people that you can identify with. Mm-hmm. Um, they were all so different. Also different. Eh? Yeah. Really? Like, like how, how different? Um, just like visually, we were all so different. Short, tall, big, small, uh, white, black, um, Tamil. Like, like we're all so, such like a wide variety of people. And there's 12 of us for the majority of the four years. How important was that to, to, to have that, especially in the community that you're from or that you were living in at the time, to have that sort of wide visual. variety? It was yeah. good. Like it for me, it's important now because like I don't judge people based on like what they look like. It's just like yo, what is your heart? Mm. Like wh- who are you as an individual? Like how do you make me feel? Mm. Right to make me feel happy? Cool, mm. stick around. If you don't, goodbye. Right? <laughs> so know, yeah. 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 Right. So I don't care about like what you look like or anything like that. It's mainly just like who you are. Yeah. That's the most important thing to me. And I think because of that group of girls and because of my high school experience and not being like, well, having that like solidified view Mm. of people all the time. Like if I was just in that like cool black kid group and I would probably only hang out with all the cool black kids all the time or anything like that. I basically turned into Drake, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, legit. Right. Pickering High School brood greatness so like <laughs> i probably could have been drunk <laughs> you're out of high school now what did you do did you go right into your singing career or <laughs> yo i dashed that album <laughs> backseat of the car yo don't kill me right now it's actually in my car in the uh i'm, the I'm about audio to peep it right, right now, now you are not gonna listen to that <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of like classical yeah, music yeah, that sure. we kind of like Made Jazzed up, right? Just That's a good. little. Yeah. That's good. And you guys felt nice at the time, I know. Yeah, we did. We did really good. Like, <laughs> That's good. We have jackets. <laughs> jackets. We have jackets. And all you need is one episode of the Save by the Bell, and you'll jack- be right there. We legit have jackets with our names on it and like the name of the group on the back. So oh, and I still have it. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about about what what happened next or what what phase you kind of went into um when it came to I guess you're young adulthood. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm definitely ready. Okay, so at the end of high school, I met this guy. Okay. Dum, dum, dum. Oh my lord, this sounds like the start of a Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> legit. Child, please, let me just get ready for okay. this. So. No, legit. This is like the beginning of the end at the time. Okay. Right? So mm. um, I met this guy and... Um, very manipulative, narcissistic, toxic mm. individual um, that was into very interesting things. I won't go into them because they were like slightly demonic, but mm. um, yeah, that happened. And self-worth out the window, which was already not like a huge, huge thing at mm-hmm. the time, right? I wasn't, I didn't grow up being like, oh, I'm so gorgeous, da 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 I'm an amazing person, yeah, da, 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 da. yeah. So this guy just like, brought everything back down Mm. um even further than it was before um so that was my first abusive relationship wow um things didn't get very physical like i was never hit um but i was definitely restrained um in a very forceful manner um money was like i i spent a lot of money on this person's dreams Mm -hmm. and 
at 19, $1,500 is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I stuck around because I thought that I was like, oh, he'll get the contract and then he'll pay me back and then I can leave and then I'll be safe and then I'll be fine. Uh, if my grandma wasn't around, I probably would have stuck around until I got that money. Wow. And, um, how, how important was she? Like, like what, did, because I, the thing I want to, I kind of want to understand is mm-hmm. like, we all have like those people in our lives that like fuel us to change yeah. and fuel us to better ourselves. Right. She's that person. You know me. what I mean? Why was she that person? Um, well, growing, growing, she raises me okay. a decent okay. amount of time. Like not, I don't want to say a decent amount of time, but like. My mom was in university when she had me. That's why we were in Sudbury. The only reason we we're in Sudbury. And, and, and to, to yeah. be honest with you, like I don't think this is a knock on any West Indian parent. Oh, we're all like that. Yeah, the whole we West all Indian have been raised with somebody somewhere else. I yeah. mean, for the most part, I I, yeah. I probably have. I'm probably an outlier because I grew up with both of my parents. Yeah, they're still married. Yeah, and like they raised me like yeah. nobody else raised me yeah um they may have sent me to other family members for like a weekends weekend. or or a month or something you know to have yeah. some time but like it was never yeah. one of those things where it was like i was raised for years by somebody else other so, than my parents so i don't think i was raised for years mm-hmm. but she definitely spent a lot of time with me gotcha like gotcha. a significant amount of time with me that like that's my rider yeah like that's I hear, I that's grandma you. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so continue on. I honestly, it was probably a combination of like her and God just being like, "You are worth more than fifteen hundred dollars." Mm. Plain mm. and simple. Yeah. Like your happiness is worth way more than fifteen hundred dollars. You don't deserve what you're experiencing. Yeah. Like leave, leave, and like cut all ties, or else it's just gonna keep happening. Wow. And I wow. remember I sat down with him in the Mandarin on Brock. <laughs> big up Kingston. big up Mandarin. Yeah. Big up Mandarin on the Brock because I know <clears throat> Mandarin on the Brock. Big yeah. Up. Right? <laughs> so that was like that was it. Mm. Um we had a conversation. I can't remember what it was. He was moving to Mississauga. I was like, thank the Lord. This is a great opportunity yeah. for me to like be free and i was yeah that was it we had a convo and that was it it. and you never spoke to him again never spoke to him again and like this is we like uh had a youtube channel like a gaming youtube channel all the money i spent was so that he could start this gaming youtube channel anyways but so i doubt there's still on youtube but yeah (laughs) you never know anything you put up online is probably still there but somewhere yeah so you get out of this and you're kind of in a little bit of shambles, right? Uh, a little, yeah. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> and what happens after that? I jump right back into another one. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the thing I, I always ask people, and I asked you this, you know, before. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you know you're ready to to be in another relationship after being in such a rough one? You don't. You it don't. just happens. Mm. That's what happened. I reconnected with somebody that I had met um, a while back, and it just happened. Wow. That was it. Yeah. And again, abusive. Psychologically? Uh, yeah. And uh, one incident. One incident, eh? Yeah. Punched me in my jaw. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, and you know, when, when that happens, like, what what's going through your mind when that happens? Um, Complete 
fear uh when he we were arguing about something this is near the end of the relationship too we were arguing about something and i think i hit him in his arm and he swung and knocked me in my jaw and i fell to the floor and i got up as fast as i could and i tried to run out the back door and the way the house was set up and this was at his house where i was living Mm -hmm. the ex that i lived with Yeah. yeah and so i ran out um i ran towards the back door and he ran the other way to catch me in the kitchen and the door would not open. Oh, wow. And so we're now playing cat and mouse around the island in the kitchen. Oh, wow. And somehow he, like, I don't know how, I don't, honestly, I don't know how it happened, but I ended up slipping past him and I locked myself in the bathroom and I sat in the tub and I just cried. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then once that happened, I don't know, he was probably knocking on the door asking, saying sorry. He didn't mean to do it. Here's an ice pad, like stuff like that. And eventually I came out or he came in. And then I remember going to bed beside him with an ice pack on my face that night. Yeah. So I guess my, my question is, right, because I mean, obviously I've never I've never been a woman. I've never been physically mm-hmm. abused. Right. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, you know, to that level. But my question would be like, what what's going through your mind and, and what? is preventing you from from seeing that that this is i guess number one may it can be potentially a, a pattern but then also mm-hmm. that this is just wrong like you shouldn't be in this no the funny thing is like i definitely saw it coming like mm. there were red flags from day one i tell people that all the time yeah there's red flags from day one but when you're in it you don't see it Mm. Right. And if you don't spend the time to reflect back on your relationships, you'll never learn the lessons from them to be able to see them yep. in the future. So yeah. it's like it's so important to spend time with yourself to like just reflect. Mm. Right? That's Which, so true. Yeah. I, it's like it's I used to say when I was when I was single and I came out of a relationship, I used to say like to my friends, like I'm just in detox mode. Yeah, like, that's detox, yeah. like literally detox because I'm I'm so used to like picking up the phone, giving them a call, going mm-hmm. out on, you know, and grabbing a bite to eat with them, yeah. you know, going to church with them, dressing up, yeah. um, going to an event, talk to them all, all hours of the night, yeah. doing all these things that I was just so used to doing that I need to detoxify my myself emotionally yeah. from like, those behaviors and those habits. Yeah. Um I just find it, I find it so funny the way you, you describe it, you know, you're talking about it just kind of seeing yourself and taking time to see yourself and see the relationship. And I, I find that sometimes what's the biggest challenge, at least I see, and, and even for myself when I was single, was just the haunting feeling of being in in this sort of super connected society mm-hmm. and you are not connected with anybody. You're You're alone, essentially. Like being alone for the longest time for me specifically was so scary. Like I yeah. didn't like to be alone. Like I like most even, people don't. You know what I mean? Isn't most that crazy? It's That's terrifying. Kind of weird. But like you can find the most peace within yourself and just being alone. Mm. Like once you can get past that fear, like it is hella peaceful. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It, and, and you don't. And you don't. Um, you're not attracted to the noise anymore. No. You know what I mean? I think when you're in the noise so long, like so long, you that's get used you know, to it. That's all you know, yeah. That's all you know, right? Yeah. What, yeah. what would be your advice? Like, because that's, that's a great point. And I think that we really need to kind of sit on that for a minute. Just the whole idea of, you know, 
allowing people to stay around yeah. and how that that empowers them and empowers their um, autonomy yeah. on you, right? Like, talk about that a little bit because I really think that people, I don't want people to miss this because yeah. I think- it's so important. It's so important, both for men and women mm-hmm. that, that are single coming out of relationships. Like, explain to me a little bit more or, or us a little bit more about what you mean by him having power over you. The longer you let them interact with you, the more they think they can just weasel their way back into your life. Mm. You're leaving the door semi-open. Like your foot is holding the door slightly open for them to just come back in. Mm. And you can't let that happen because once they get back in completely, they will wreak havoc again. Right. Mm-hmm. So like you owe it to yourself to shut the door completely and never look back, like shut it, lock, lock the first one, lock the second one, mm-hmm. make sure the the deadbolts in like lock all the way down and walk away Listen. because like that person will keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back and nothing will ever get better. Nothing will ever change. Mm-hmm. Like it's not you owe it to yourself. Wanna hear what Auntie Leslie say? Lord. Lord of his mercy, Jesus, save her yeah. planet me. She's speaking truth. You need to understand the truth of <laughs> what she's saying. And I'm the thing is, like, you. the cat story, that's only the beginning. <laughs> like, that's not even where it gets bad. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's man. Crazy. My car was, I bought, I bought a car. I didn't post it on social media or anything like that because I know how y'all like to post your shit on social media. Stop doing that. <laughs> I know. Stop doing it. <laughs> um, Yo, once, like, it's on, once it's on social media, once it's on the internet, it's Everybody there. knows. Yes. Yes. People that you don't think know, know. People that are watching you that you don't know are watching you, know. Like your ex's best friend's friend that knows about you and knows the story because people have big mouths. No, that person knows. Like watch what you post because there are people out there that do want to do harm to you. Mm -mm. And like with with my experience, at least like I was I couldn't do social media like the person I am now on social media. Bruh. <laughs> Miss who socialite are you? influencer. <laughs> who are Hi, you? I just put shea butter on my face <laughs> and I look like a creamsicle. Mm. Oh my god, oh my god. I just bought my first uh, little container of shea butter the other day. So. <laughs> Change your life. I'm telling you. Legit. Listen, by this time next year, I speak into your life. You will be my complexion. <laughs> Yo, summertime, I'm just the shea butter ups. It's just gonna be sun? a brown thing. Oh, Those who don't know, a brown thing. That's what it's gonna be. No, but. <laughs> Um, yeah. shoot. No, 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 shoot. It's okay. We're shooting. But no, no, just talking, getting back to the point of like just people having power over uh, their life yeah. and like, yeah. and also just the idea of, you know, not putting all of your <clears throat> trash out there. No. You know what I'm saying? We all got trash. We all got bags of it. Some yep. more than it, more than others. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's really, really important to understand that the the internet um specifically social media is not the reservoir for where for we your deposit. laundry yeah yeah for your laundry it's not yeah. it's not yeah it, unless you do it in a valuable way yes like if you are so like what with i do i share my stories so mm. that you don't have to go through it or so that you can like pinpoint different pieces of your own experiences Mm -hmm. and be like shoot like that's what she went through let me avoid that or 
oh, that's how she dealt with it. Let me try dealing with that's it good. that way so that I don't have to like take as long of a time to heal as she did. Like, that's good. just I share my story so people know that they're not alone. Like, that's dope. Yeah, no, and, and that's what it's about. Like, that's why I created this this podcast mm-hmm. was because and called it Story Over Everything because our stories, everyday people. Each one of our stories are important. Yeah, and absolutely. I think that we we devalue ourselves when we underestimate the power of us sharing our experiences with others. Um, you know, I, there's just so many things that I've learned just with talking with people. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it doesn't mean that you're never going to make make another um, mistake again. No, it just absolutely. means that that you're going to at least be equipped and prepared yep. for different situations. And some of them you may have the answer. Some of them you may not. Yep. But I, but I I. I refuse to believe that the only people uh, who we need to hear from and the only stories that we should be listening to are those that are presented to us through social media or through, and through, uh, media. through media in because general. I refuse. I yeah. refuse. I refuse. Yeah. I believe that every person has has a significant role to play in terms of enriching yeah. people's lives. But we have to choose to be able to open up and share. And sometimes it's difficult. Those the messages that they're sending to us are through their experiences or through what they think yeah. we want to see or through what they think is like right. Yeah. Like you have to counter that. And that's why social media is so great is because we are countering the message that they're sending. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, and, 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 that, and I think that we with much power comes much well, responsibility. Absolutely. Right? Our great responsibility, yeah. great power, great responsibility. Yeah. For the creators and also the consumers, like yes. know what you are consuming on social media, and realize that that if you're not seeing, like even for myself, like sometimes I get frustrated with stuff that I see, mm-hmm. but then I also have to ask myself, what am I consuming? Yeah, because based upon what I'm consuming, that will determine what will be created, right? Yeah, or what will be pushed to me, right? Yeah, like what we give so, power to, yeah, gets exactly. created more, exactly. Like, it's it's crazy. All of it's the crazy. trash that gets like goes viral, like we are giving that person more power to create more viral trash. Like it's it's uh it's unfortunate. Well, well the, <laughs> no, I I agree with you. Yeah. It really is unfortunate, but it's also the reality of of yeah. us not we have to take responsibility over what we consume, right? Yeah. Um But I don't so, think people realize that they have that power. Yeah. Yeah, they're I, just like, oh, this I is think cool. they just consu- yeah, exactly. I think they just consume to yeah, consume. Yeah, people right? aren't aware of it. Yeah, it's not something unless you're like in communications or um, a creator. Mm-hmm. Like you, the average everyday folk don't think about like, oh, this thing that I'm consuming. Da, 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 da. Like, <laughs> yeah, it really can like have a positive or a negative mm-hmm. effect on on the world. But once your eyes are open to it, then it's different. Yeah. Then you, you can't shut them. Twenty twelve. I was, um, I did 911 and emergency services communications mm-hmm. at Seneca. Okay. And that was Big up Seneca. G- right? Yeah, big up Seneca. What, Seneca, York? King City. Oh, King City. I couldn't go that far. I went to York. Mm, that That's where smart. all the media was. The media students. So I did that during the second um, abusive relationship. Yeah. I did really well in it because it was communications and I didn't understand how much i like it at the time okay okay until now um (laughs) until now no legit because i did nursing after that (laughs) for two and a half years got into a car accident and what yeah yeah yeah. nursing yeah so you went right into the west indian uh 
the, the West Indian yeah. sort of line of reasoning, right? Yeah. It was like after West Indian women all nurses, all nurses. Yeah, very a lot of them. Because it's mean, pushed on them. That's right? true. That's true. you are you are right it's about that. It's pushed on them. It's not like oh yeah, you can go be a singer, go be a go go be an animator for Disney. <laughs> <laughs> go be an animator for Disney. It's like no, you're gonna be a nurse. That's what I want to be animated, an animator. Yeah, obviously. yeah, a long time. But I just I sucked at drawing. So, oh, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> it's I okay. hate your guts. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I think the whole universe, the first university experience. I the only reason I did it was because my mom was like, "You have to go to university. You can't of do course. college." Blah, Every blah, blah, black blah, 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 blah. Yeah, right. And so I was like, "Fine, <laughs> fine." So I applied for university. And then the two-year mark hit. I got out of that first abusive relationship. Yeah. And I was like, screw this. I'm taking back my life. Yeah. I'm not doing what my mom says I have to do. I'm not like, I'm not letting all of these. Living my people. best life. Yes. Sorry. Ain't got time to <laughs> do <laughs> my best life. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm taking back my life. I'm going to do something that I actually want to do. And that's when I did the dispatching. Because I was like, oh, it's a year long course like okay cool like i don't think i i think i'd enjoy being a dispatcher like i'm pretty yeah okay in high school i wanted to be a coroner okay yeah and uh, like forensic pathology that kind of stuff like i wanted to work with the dead so basically you watch too much csi yeah absolutely (laughs) so i was like yeah i want to be a coroner i want to work dead blah 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 like they're more peaceful when they're dead than they're alive (laughs) okay (laughs) Sick twisted humor. That'll be Sorry, another guys. episode. Yeah. <laughs> so dispatching, graduated, um, and then I jumped into nursing for two and a half years, got into a car accident, took a year off, focused in on one thing because I really like that that car accident for me was mm-hmm. the moment where everything else came to the came to the, the, the Yeah, the forefront. The forefront. Yeah, 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 yeah. Came to the forefront and I was like, oh, oh I have depression. Oh, wow. oh I have anxiety what ptsd because of those three years two years after that last abusive relationship where all hell broke loose like Mm -hmm. that was when everything came to the light like the car accident i wasn't physically injured because of god but mentally everything was just like okay time for you to deal with this so when did you figure that out was it just like when you got here or was it like when you went to like you you spoke to a therapist or somebody um so i was talking to counselors and therapy throughout my nursing okay yeah throughout the nursing stuff because so my mom my mom's best friend my mom's best friend um died and that was like one of the biggest things that had impacted me at the time Mm -hmm. she had cancer and she didn't really tell anybody and so i didn't see her until the end um yeah i saw her like two weeks before and that was like that yeah and i was doing my pre-health at nursing when that happened so um sorry my pre-health at centennial when that happened before i started the nursing program and um yeah that hit me really hard um just i just wanted to jump in here for mm-hmm. a minute like what was she was she like from the west indies mm-hmm. 
Why, why do we have that? Why do we know. have that thing in us? I don't know. Um, that funny. we don't want to tell anybody. Yeah. And if, well, because the people before us were told not to tell anything. My my grandma, literally, when I started sharing my story, she was like, you must keep your business to yourself. Da, da, wow. da, da, da. White, yeah. Something about a white sheet. And I'm like, oh, I don't care. Like, people yeah. need to hear my story because there are people out there suffering. Like, I'm like, I don't <laughs> care if my business is hung out yeah. to dry. Like, I don't care. Like, other people can benefit from me sharing. So let me share. Yeah. Yeah. Let and, me share. And, and, I, and, and I think that, that we, we come from cultures that had to do that. Mm-hmm. They had, they, they were silenced. So then their silence became their mechanism to save themselves yeah. from ridicule, from everything, from massa finding out certain mm-hmm. things. Let's be real. Right. That's generational yeah, you have slave to be sil- yeah. things. Right. Um, and then it turned into sort of societal norms, right? Yeah. And that's the thing, it's generational trauma, yeah. right? At its, its gener- finest. Yeah. yeah. At its finest. Silencing us, right? So when any of us are vocal, it's like, wait, what? Why are you? Yeah. But we. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sister, uh, you? Really? Right? Oh my God. Yeah. But that's, that's sad. But, then, but the thing is, they see themselves in you when you do share because they're like, oh, I, I wish I could. Yeah. Like I, I went through that. Too. I wish I could say something. It's so funny right. that you'd say that. Um, not actually in a humorous way, but just mm-hmm. coincidental. Yeah, yeah. Because the same, I, I can say the same thing about. I remember when, um, when we thought that we were having our first child, and mm-hmm. Natalia and myself, uh, Natalia's my wife, obviously, mm-hmm. and um, and we thought that she had a, a miscarriage, and that was the first time. First of all, that I felt like a certain level of loss, like really like deep loss. But then Mm -hmm. not only that, that was also the first time I ever heard a woman. um, And this just happened to be her mom, my mother-in-law, her mother say and communicate. Yeah, like I've I've had miscarriages. It's it's a normal thing. Yeah. And it was just like, what's normal about losing a child? You know what I mean? Like, like as much as like you, you want to say this happens and it happens, you know what I mean? You want to comfort the person, but like, it's it's just the way it it came about. It was like, it was never like a conversation that came about, but then all of a sudden this happened and we thought, and and it took us, it was like a 24 hour period where we found out, no, he was doing fine. He was good. It was like, yeah. Right. But it was one of those things where like, why, why do we think it's just okay to be like, you know, people are suffering. And we just say, yeah, well, I, I've gone through it too. It's fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. Instead of us actually sharing our stories, you know, in a, in yeah. a compassionate way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's that, all about yeah. compassion and empathy, right? Yeah. But I, I feel like a lot of people don't have the compassion and empathy for their own stories and their, their mm. own selves. So they can't give that to somebody else. Yeah. Right? How can you how can you give somebody empathy when you haven't you, given yourself empathy? Exactly. Wow. Yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah. That's the that's the whole reason why um I'm starting my project that I've been working on. Let's talk about August. that a little yeah. bit. Um so Empathy and Me is a platform for people to share their stories of trauma and healing um and basically put themselves in their own shoes so that they can really like spend time with what they've gone through and mm-hmm. experience compassion and healing and empathy for themselves right? so, and just like ripple that effect around the world because once you find that for yourself then you'll give that to somebody else and they will question like why yeah yeah and then they will dive deeper into themselves and wow. yeah it, it, well uh, this is this is amazing because I, I think for me 
you know, one of the things I I think about all the time is like how how am I leaving my mark, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I um I love seeing people like yourself that like are finding their voices or have found their voice. You know what I mean? Um, I guess for me, my, my question now is, so you have this project going on. Say, say the project again. Oh, Empathy and Me. Empathy and Me. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the other things that, that you're working on? What are some of the other things that that are positively happening in your life? So I'm still, I'm hoping to, um, right now at least, I'm hoping to spend more time writing and like actually sharing my story. Because okay. I don't think I've I've ever been like, my name is so-and-so and this is the long list of things that has yeah. actually happened to me and these are all the symptoms that I deal with on a regular basis yeah. and like this is how I've dealt with things. So I think um, right now I'm in the process of doing that. I was writing a book for a, a while but you know that's a very long process in itself yeah. so that's a thing I jump back and forth to but um, I want to actually build a community through Like Leslie that is supportive of sharing stories. Like yeah. And it doesn't have to be traumatic. That's what empathy in me is for, right? Mm-hmm. But like Leslie is just like, just share. Yeah. And like be real with each other. Be authentic. Like stop being fake. Stop putting up fronts. Like we're all human. You are not perfect. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. Like let's do that. So I'm reading a lot of books lately because I'm in this weird transition stage where I am self-employed. <laughs> that's a weird transition stage. <laughs> Folks, I, I say self-employment self- is like yeah. the dopest thing ever yeah and the I'm, hardest thing ever yeah um i dove into it april 8th Good. so it's been a, a little while and it's been Good. an interesting journey it's only been a couple months but i'm like oh my god um yeah gas money <laughs> Food? welcome yeah welcome yeah so it's been cool but um so right now just focusing on um sharing my knowledge sharing the knowledge i get from like books i'm reading just ever just sharing sharing as much as i possibly can and giving and adding value to people's lives as much as i possibly can because i think that's what social media should really be about Mm -hmm. not like oh here's a cute picture of myself like which i will post every now and then because like what why not (laughs) but (laughs) <laughs> mainly it's all about adding value to people's lives so if it if that's through um information i read in a book then i want to do that so mm-hmm. i'm hopefully going to start up an email subscription list where okay. i get real personal yeah um because i you can only write so much on instagram captions yeah. and instagram is not yours no it's not that's a great point talk about that unpack that a little bit it, the content that you post on instagram is owned by Instagram. Yeah. So if you don't, if you're not posting that, um, or like posting full versions of things elsewhere, same with YouTube. Like YouTube's not really yours. Yeah. Um, but if you if you have a website, that's yours. Like you pay for that. Yeah. That is yours. You post on that. That's your content at the end of the day. But if you're only posting on Instagram, if Instagram shuts down one day, then what? Yeah. All your stuff is gone. Your community is gone. That's why it's so important to like build outside of all these platforms. Yeah. Right. Or else you'll lose everything, and I, you won't really. I told. I totally get that, and I yeah. think that you have to just like in your financial investing, you have to diversify yeah. your portfolio. It's the same thing with social media. Same thing with with building your audience. Um, I think that there's there's a power with being um, socially viable or, or social media 
friendly and viable and having yeah. a great reputation on social media, but That's it can't true. be the end all. Exactly. All. It has to be one of the many facets and folds that make you up. So, yeah. you know, even for myself, like I do workshops and I do, mm-hmm. you know, I do speaking engagements, yep. I do different things to still build the, and, and build up the viability of my brand. Right. Yeah. Because it can't just be, you know, there's tons of people that, that, believe their own hype because they have 10,000 followers yeah. or 20,000 followers or 100,000 followers they probably and it really don't doesn't mean do anything. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't really you know what I mean and and I've yeah. always been of the mindset where it's like I don't want to be better at marketing the thing that I say I'm good at than the mm-hmm. thing that I'm supposed exactly. to be good at. Exactly. And like I was going to say Instagram is a marketing tool. Yeah. Like that's what businesses use it for. That's what that's people it. use it for now. Yeah. Like that's all it is. It's a marketing tool. It's not your it's not your content. When I say like I've had probably like 10 or so counselors, I have 10 or so counselors because every single person can age you in different ways. And like sometimes you get what do you mean? What do you mean age you? I don't don't understand. Like so. Or oh, sorry, aid you, not age you. Yeah, like aid, aid. Okay, okay, okay. I thought you said age you. I was like, whoa, I didn't. I've never heard of that before. (laughs) Aid you in different ways. Okay, I got you. I got you on that. So like um. Each each counselor provided a different uh, tool for me. Yes. Right, and every person that you meet in general has a different purpose in your life. Yeah. Vis a vis, like my mom always says, in life, um, Tristan, you have to learn how to eat the meat and spit out the bone. And everybody, everybody. Well, you don't eat meat, but yeah. I was but like, if you're a meat eater, yes. Just take, just take. Eat I used what to you eat can, meat, so I know. Eat what you can, mm-hmm. right? What what is usable to you, and, yes. and spit out what's yes. not usable to you, yeah. or or you know, refrain from using it. Yeah. It's the same thing with like there are like just to your point, you can use one counselor, but if you use multiple counselors, you can get multiple tools to add to your toolbox. Yeah, right? exactly, and that's what happened. So I had Catherine, who is absolutely amazing love her for a couple of years through yeah. centennial and i she helped me through the bulk of everything wow. that i was going through like wow. she was like that one solid person that i could always count on yeah to get me through something and so there's her so shout out to Catherine jen <laughs> centennial um but you think she's still there Oh yeah. Oh, mm, I would no. I don't okay. know. She might be. Okay. I was actually gonna stop by the other day. I drove by, but yeah. Um, so her, I got that like foundation. Yeah. Right, and then from another one, I got like self, um, just like perfectionist work, sh- like yeah. exercises and stuff like that. Um, self validation stuff. Through each person that I've had, I've had a different kind of teaching right Mm -hmm. and that's in in like life in general right every person serves a purpose in your life and just know when it's their time to go don't hold on to it yeah let them go yeah right sometimes say that louder say that louder so everybody can hear that. yeah like let that person go because like their their time in your life is up period i would love to know like you think about all the things you've gone through and I mean, there's other things that we could go into, but I don't really want to just stick on the negative. I really want to stick on mm-hmm. some positive things. Um, yeah. What, what would you say, Leslie is one thing you would share with the 17 year old version of yourself? Oh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> spend some time alone. Stop jumping in and out of relationships. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
yeah. spend some time spend alone. Spend some time alone. Wow. Um, yeah. Spend some time alone. Really take that time to like figure out who you are so that you can build that uh, foundation within yourself so that when somebody does enter your life, they can't shake you. Wow. That's good. Like that's, that's, good. that's literally it. Like have a season of singleness and just and season yourself basically yeah <laughs> like figure out who you are deal. figure out who you are what you value yeah. in life and like if you have experienced trauma up until 17 like if you have gone through stuff because you have you just probably aren't aware of it but if you have like take time to dissect and like yeah. de decompress all of that stuff like go through it journal as much as possible like reflect on your life as much as possible like we should be reflecting on a daily basis and we don't because mm -hmm. we think we have no time but we we can make time to do that we for have ourselves. enough time to watch youtube and right? netflix and, and, and scroll on instagram scroll. for yep. three hours and get lost into the abyss <laughs> right so it's like so true yeah just like spend some time alone figure out who you are what you like what you don't like what you need what you don't need like what are just wants that are basically like frosting on the cake that don't really matter <laughs> right figure out who you are that's it like figure out who you are because yeah once you know that the whole world is yours you're done no yeah so um how can people get a hold of you how can people maybe follow well, I, that sounds so weird like it's, after what we spoke about how can people get a hold of you how can people follow your ass <laughs> <laughs> it's like no i actually don't do that don't follow me but, in real but, life but, but like you can totally follow me in the virtual world yes that we love. On, on the gram how can yeah. you know like what how can people get more information about what you're doing um, so you can follow me at like Leslie, plain and simple, L-I-K-E-L-E-S-L-E-Y-E-Y, not I-E, E-Y. Um, so everything I post there, um, I'm not going to be posting a lot. I haven't been posting for the past month. Okay. Um, so that's why I'm hoping to do this email subscription list, which should be up by the time you post this podcast okay. episode. So feel free to subscribe there. Um, just to dive deeper into the way i think and um just my preachings because that's what these are <laughs> the time <laughs> so so how can, if i'm a business owner how can we how mm -hmm. can i get a hold of you um because you are obviously an entrepreneur yeah. and, and a lot of what you do is like content creation marketing mm -hmm. and, and strategic planning so. so for the social media stuff um email me only okay. uh same thing like leslie at gmail.com i do social media event coverage for your instagram stories because uh we all know the value in a story yep. and yep. the value in having a very good story on instagram is powerful it can get you more um a bigger audience yep. more clients stuff like that so i make sure that you have an amazing instagram story for your event um but i also do like content creating i have a couple clients right now um not trying to build my client list at the moment because i am working on a bigger project with empathy in me okay um that i will hopefully get into next week but we'll find out it's so exciting dope. this um, is dope mm -hmm. but if you do have a business that is related to wellness healing um anything like that i'd love to connect in general and if you are product based that's even better because the thing that I'm working on with Empathy and Me involves many people's products. <laughs> I'm very, very mysterious yes, about this right very now. very vague. Because loose lip sync ship. Yep, so, yep. Yeah, so if you are product-based, um, hit me up. 
because we could make something happen. Dope. Well, listen, I am so thankful that you uh, joined us for for the story over everything podcast. I mean, again, it was it was I feel like I just bit a little piece of the apple. There's so much more. Absolutely. Um, but I, I definitely want people yeah. to check you out. Check out the Empathy and Me podcast. Check out what you're doing, your blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a great writer, very engaging um, on on the gram. And um, I just want to say thank you again. I appreciate you're you. Welcome. This is dope. And uh, for everybody that's listening, thank you so much for listening to Story Over Everything podcast with your host, me, Tristan Barracks. And really, I want you to make a list. Check it twice. Think about yourself. Uh, put yourself first and figure out where you want to go and who you want to go with. Um, and think about that 17-year-old version of yourself and what you would want for that person. Even today, even if you're 30, even if you're 50, um, you can still start today and become a better version of yourself. Until next time, peace. Well, that ends another episode of the Story Over Everything podcast with your boy, Tristan Barracks, the digital storyteller. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you learned something. And I hope you gained a new sense of perspective. Hit me up on my social media platforms at Tristan Barracks on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. Ask the questions that you want to ask. And let's keep this conversation going. But until the next time, peace. Peace.